for a fucking half hour of chatting beforehand. Jesus. Look, at this point, you dragged me away from Mass Effect that I was playing. So, okay, well, let's do the sketch right now. Uh, you, you didn't do the intro for the show, Garrett. Well, we didn't <laughs> the get to that point yet. <laughs> didn't, yeah, we haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a camaraderie retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this week, we're talking about Gatchaman episode nine. 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 Forgery. Forgery. Is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We are... Because the last episode was genuine. There was a genuine, and now there's a forgery. We are getting close to being done. Sure. We are coming close to the end of the first season. I think there's three more episodes. And an OVA. Yeah, well, the OVA is like a remake of the last one, but yeah, sort of. The way the the wiki said to me was it was a director's cut of episode 12, where the first half is episode 12, and then there's extra stuff. Right, yeah, sort of like uh, Death and Rebirth or something. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not sure if I've seen the director's cut now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, they had like a conclusion to the story in the original TV version, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but we'll get we'll get there shortly. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if there's like a super whole bunch to say about this episode. Like, things happen, but it's all just kind of like set up. Yeah, it, well, it definitely feels like we are we are setting up for the final climax. Uh, I mean, they dig a bit more into this thing that Hajime decided to do in the last episode of making the Gachamen more public figures. Like, they, they, there's this fun scene a bit into the episode where they all, like, put on sashes showing their positions and have, like, a press conference. Yeah, that's very. It was the, very good. That is streamed it's, on the internet. They just have I it in Hajime's room. Yeah, I, I especially like that, like, uh, oh god, I think it's, yeah, Burkhat says something about, like, oh, Rui thought that this was stupid bullshit when every time he saw one before, but now he's realizing that, like, this yeah. is one of the only good ways to, like, release information in a way that is actually helpful. Well, I thought, <laughs> I thought Burkhat's thing was more, oh, Rui's going out in public and giving a public apology. Didn't she say that those were useless before? Well, la, 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 la. Well, right, yeah, because, I mean, this is a thing that you'll see, on, they reference it on Japanese stuff all the time. Like, the Shin Godzilla has, like, at least two of these in it. Public apologies are a huge fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. But, uh, yeah, so they're like, this is, this is more of, like, a giving people information than just, because they haven't done anything so they're not really apologizing but it's got kind of the same format yeah 
Yeah, uh, Rui's still really fucked up from fighting bird cats a couple episodes ago, so uh, Ututsu helps heal them, which is nice. Yep. Ututsu is... Seeing Ututsu come out of her shell and absolute, like, just ignoring of anybody is really nice and sweet, and it's good to see. Yeah, she's a cute, she's a cute character. I, I like seeing her be, like, more open to people. But yeah, also, it's, like, a good moment where, like, they're both, both her and Rui were characters that didn't really have a lot of emotional connections, and then, like, when they, they, like, touch to do this healing thing, it's, it's, like, a sweet moment of connection there. So that's nice. Rui also gets adapted by the crew pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, they all like Rui. I mean... I think Hajime told them to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Hajime showed up with this person in tow and is like, hey, this is our friend now. Everybody was like, um, okay, I guess. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, and, uh, there's also a bit in the intro that I really like where, uh, they call, they call them, I forget whose cell phone they call, but Pi Pi ends up getting on the phone with, uh, yeah, they want the gachaman to show up at an event for a sh- at a shopping center, and Pi Pi's like, no, we're not fucking TV celebrities, who you think we are? Yeah, Pi Pi's just playing, like, the manager. Yep. Pi Pi is now the manager person. Pi Pi is, uh... Like, when we started the thing of Hajime going like, oh man, Pi Pi, isn't everything you've ever done pointless? I didn't expect it would develop to the point of Pi Pi having a complete, like, breakdown of like, do I matter? Am I good at anything? (laughs) Right, and like now that they've like changed the format of what they're doing, Pi Pi is de- like using skills that they're actually good at now. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. The the pre- the previous thing that they were trying to do, they were terrible at that. What but, what know. skills? Uh, so public relations and people management. <gasps> mm, unsure if I would call that good. Okay. Well, she's I, like... I see where you're going, but unsure if I would say Pi Pi is good at any of those things. I mean, I don't really know exactly what sort of skills play into being like a public media relations person, but they just imply that Pi Pi is like competent at that. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I definitely got the impression that Pi Pi because like in in that scene, he's just yelling at people on the phone the entire time. <laughs> well, right, but they're being annoying and dumb is the idea. They're asking them to do a thing that they should not be doing because they have other important things to do. I got the feeling like Pi Pi. I got the feeling Pi Pi felt more. Not, it may not be that Pi Pi is better at it, but I definitely got the feeling that Pi Pi felt more at home doing this than trying to be the leader of the Gatchaman. Right. Yeah, they're not, like, an effective, like, combat leader or anything. But they're okay at this. Okay, I'll... I'll let that go. Uh, there's, uh, some dialogue from Rui in here while they're all sitting around in the... their apartment, where Rui kind of explains that Burkhats told them that the real thing that will destroy... that... that Burkhats will use to destroy humanity is, uh, the Black Heart, what is what they call it. Uh, they say the black heart will overflow with darkness and make like 
everyone kill each other. It was... it, it's people and negative emotions. Yeah, it's it, Ghostbusters yeah. 2. It, it definitely <laughs> yeah. felt like, yeah, either Ghostbusters 2 or like this weird variation of, oh yeah, all humans have original sin and are actually evil. Uh, I mean, it's just like a, you know, we live in a society. <laughs> yeah, it, bird cats is, they... They describe bird ca- or Hajime at one point in the episode likens bird cats to like a child or no that wasn't Hajime that was who was that um I forget who it was but I think it was a previous episode no it was it was OD re- doing that they were he was making a comparison between Hajime is like the bright side of that and like bird cats yeah. is like the bad side of that yeah when hajime and od were having a conversation about it in episode eight the more i'm thinking of it the more it's like bird ca- i can totally agree with that because bird cats acts in this way where if you have like a bad thought or you think something negative about yourself well obviously that's the real truth that you've hidden and you it's it's always the truth and never goes out and you're a bad person because you think bad things which is hmm yeah i see what you mean i was thinking of it sort of more like like uh bird cats is like an id like okay this is probably just the way that i do i see things but like it's like an id versus superego type thing where like the gotcha men represent like an obligation to society and the id is just like impulsive action and like Hajime is is the synthesis of the but yeah uh the the point you were making about Burkat's like being the impulse to say that darkness is the truth of someone that's i actually do think that's kind of an interesting point cuz that that is like a tendency that a lot of people do have it is a very natural human thing to have like super dark thoughts the call of the void is a trope that people know about. Like it's yes, we have that impulse, but the ability to realize that it is just a minor impulse and not something that you have to do just because you feel the impulse is like part of growing up and accepting being a human. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, Again, going back to, like, Freudian psych terms, like, the, the Thanatos, the, the death impulse, like, learning to live with that is just a thing that everyone kind of has to... Well, I mean, at least I think a lot of people do. Maybe some people don't, well, I and mean, they're, like, well-adjusted, but... Uh, yeah, no, it's like... <laughs> speak is Okay, so, minor content warning, I will be talking about suicide. Um, with everyone has those thoughts of like you just walking down the street or driving your car and oh hey i bet i could pull over and run over that kid or i could just go off the cliff and die and everybody has those thoughts and then sometimes when you fight everyone fights against it and it's just that depression will come in sometimes and make it worse yeah i mean that's something that i'm very familiar with uh I assume that there are some people that don't experience this, and, oh, I, like, good for them, but, you know. <laughs> I, I know there are. I've met them. It's like, my my father, my dad doesn't have depression at all. Like, in any, and he doesn't... Thankfully, my mom has some of it, so she was able to, like, understand where I'm coming from with it. But my dad mm. did not get it. At all. 
And he was, he, before he learned to just kind of, well, not deal with it, but learn to understand it and reckon with it, he was very much in the uh, camp of, well, why not, why not just be happy? Yeah, yeah. I definitely have experienced that a lot when I was younger. People just being like, well, why don't you just decide to not care, not care about bad things? I'm like, well, that's, that's that sounds like a great works. plan. Extremely helpful. Thank you. It's like, that would be really nice if I could do that. <laughs> Sadly, my brain is broken and lies to me, so. Uh, having more serotonin in your synapses helps, too. <laughs> but, you know. If you can't create your own good brain chemicals, store-bought is fine, too. Yeah. yeah, you could do that. Some people need insulin for their livers to work, and sometimes I need serotonin for my brain to work. Yep. <laughs> Anywho, gotcha, man. Gotcha, man. Right, right. No, I mean, we're still talking about gotcha, man. This is just like... Like, bird cats is just this really big... Like, it's, it's a creature that plays on this really basic aspect of humanity that to turn people against each other. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's part of the thesis of the show that this is just like inherent to being an intelligent thinking being because I mean, OD and Pi both say Burkatz has destroyed many, many civilizations with this. Like this is not, this is a thing that just people have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> that belief that since you have a destructive impulse, it must be true. And you know. No. Right. And but but hopefully our our heroes of uh, you know, friendship and openness will be able to not succumb to that. Answer, probably. Yeah, I mean probably. <laughs> it would be a real downer of a show if <laughs> they were like, Nope, they all die at the end. Final episode happens. The villain wins. <laughs> I think Bird Cats is kind of just like the personification of just like the the devil on the shoulder one. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a, a lot of similarity to kind of like uh, some of the villains that you run into in the Persona games, the the Freudian concept of the the shadow. Oh or... yeah, like the the final bosses who are like, "Hey, I've judged you that you're terrible," and then the the very act of rejecting that is yeah, the... like the the impulse of society to turn in on itself. As, like, uh, you know, we don't have the ability to trust or believe in each other, so things are just going to fall apart eventually. Like, yeah, that. You... you totally do have the ability, you just have to trust. Right, right. Things are hard. Which yeah. is, I mean, yeah, pandemic year has been bad, but also, like, a lot of people have stayed inside, and a lot of people have put forth that effort to yeah, keep each other safe, so, the... you know... <gasps> forget who god i i really forget who gave the quote but it was something about like in any disaster if you want to help restore your faith in humanity at least a little bit like in any disaster situation don't fo don't look at the disaster focus on the people who are trying to help right cuz there's they're always there there's never a disaster where no one is going to attempt to you know help somebody yeah it's like, for all the evil that's in the world, there's a lot of good, too. It's just because of how fucking human brains work, we focus on the negative way too much. 
Human brains were a mistake. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. A little bit. Uh, they're, I mean, yeah. They're, they're networks that, like, they they raise the, the negative to a higher level than the positive. Yeah. Which is a dumb thing to do. Yeah, though, though there's probably some, like, dumb sciencey explanation about how that's actually good. Oh, I'm... I'm perfectly certain it's some there is some sort of like defensive reason. I mean, uh it's just, it's a it's a principle of brain science that uh the brain experiences contrast. Like it doesn't you don't experience things objectively, you experience things relative to other things. So contrast is like the primary thing that you experience. So when things are like fine a lot of the time and there's like a major negative the major negative seems like earth shattering. <laughs> my brain cannot process this right now. This is too deep for this point in time for my current mental state. That's fair. It's like how like when you put a black and a white up against each other, they look way blacker and way whiter than if you just see a white or a black on its own. That's still too deep of a thought I want to have right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I guess I am really trying to use those psych classes I took way back when. I mean, so. that's fine. <laughs> gotta, do, gotta get some use out of them. Yeah, gotta. Okay, so in the actual... Back to the Gotcha Man episode. Um, basically, the dude who was mad about getting fired from the 100, Burkatz is like, hey, why don't you uh, go fuck everything up, please? And, um, yeah, he gets on TV, summons in a bunch of the crowds, it is, and tells everyone, let's, uh, tear down the government. It is, it is kind of amazing to me how quickly there was such a large group of crowds that were just like, yeah, no, we're gonna destroy everything because we're gonna destroy the world to save it because that's how we do it. Well, because Birdcats brought in all of the people that were rejected for wanting to do this very, very thing. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's not like just true. it's not the original like Rui's 100 aren't doing this. I mean, they're, they're generally in, coma. in comas. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like everybody else who uh Rui thought should not be able to have this power like tearing down government buildings and stuff. That's yeah. Fair. Also the uh, Neo 100 is still consistent with their dumb capitalization. <laughs> The fact they, that they call themselves the Neo 100. Jesus, come on, guys. Yeah. That's so basic. You couldn't come up with anything else. I mean, uh, I mean, in real life, like, we we have a movement called QAnon. Like, that's pretty stupid, if yeah. we're being honest. So. Movements Actually, have no, dumb names in general. The more I'm sitting here thinking about it, the more I'm like, actually, no, the name Neo the Neo 100 fits with tokusatsu naming conventions for villain groups. That's true, actually. I hadn't thought that about that. True. But yeah, Shocker and Neo Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Neo Shocker did run across my mind. I'm like, oh yeah. But like, that's different. Shocker's like, incompetent on purpose. I mean... They're incompetent on purpose? I, well, you I only I ever mean. get the feeling that Shocker is incompetent because we see them going up against their greatest foe. They before Common Rider that was they a thing, created. Yes, that they created. 
they're incompetent because they're secret fascists. Fascists are actually bad at stuff. I mean, yeah. they're incompetent because, like, the idea of Kamen Rider is to have a hero that fights against injustice and thus have... Well, okay. Know. Yeah, narratively, because the hero's gonna win. Narratively, yeah, just... because Kamen Rider, at its core, is good versus evil, and, you know, instilling morals that, you know, justice and stuff is good, and, you know, Nazis are bad. Right. Which, which you think wouldn't we be can all controversial agree opinion. Remember a couple of years ago when Wolfenstein 2 came out and people were trying to be like, you can't make the political statement that Nazis are bad and it's fun to kill them. I fucking love <laughs> the plot that the Wolfenstein reboot got. Which is literally just, fuck them Nazis. It's great. It's, I know. It's the best. It is a super satisfying game to play. Like, they are both very good games that I feel like it's perfectly fine to say those things that should be common knowledge that, you know, Nazis are bad. Nazis are bad. If you see one, it's okay to hurt them because they are committing violence against other people. That's just how it is. Yeah, you can't tolerate intolerance. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, the, the, the paradox of tolerance is yep. if you tolerate intolerance, tolerance will be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Thus, That's... Wolfenstein reboot. Right. So I remember a fucking stupid joke I saw that was is the difference between a leftist and liberal. Or it's, it's the liberal take. If we come to really understand our enemies we'll be able to create a dialogue and really get them to see that what they're doing is wrong. The leftist virgin. If you break a Nazi's arm, they got 50% less ability to do Nazi shit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, I really love that one. Oh, man. the It was that version of Wolfenstein that was literally just original Wolfenstein, but every time you tried to shoot a Nazi, it, say, it popped up a dialogue that was like, do you want to have a productive dialogue with them instead? Was that like a college humor skit? No, no, it was like an actual like mod that someone programmed oh. and released. I think it ran in browser or something. It makes me think of I, a Doom mod that's just you go around. It's like you're, you're Doom guy at a party and you go around and you talk. It's like a fucking dating sim with the zombies in the Doom. Or dating sim with the demons in the Doom engine. Yeah, that's like probably... a whole genre of Steam game now. That's true. Anime was a mistake. Anime was a mistake, but it's a good one. Yeah. It's uh, one of those happy accidents that Bob Ross talks about. Yeah. yeah. And by anime, I mean the tag on Steam. <laughs> There's some good games in that tag. Yeah, I mean, like, Code Vein was pretty good. I really liked Code Vein. I want them to do a sequel. I'm I mean, so that's I'm interested Scarlet... in seeing more of that world. That's Scarlet Nexus, my dude. I uh, know, Scarlet Nexus is a different world, though, and it's a yeah, different okay, thing. Okay, yes. It is not an actual sequel. It is a spiritual sequel. Oh, okay. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I remember released seeing something like about it. But... Today, I think. Yep. Is it on Steam? Yep. Uh, it is. Okay, cool. I'll look into it. Uh, yeah, cool. so like, um, there are some beliefs that are bad. Um, that's what we've learned from this tangent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you think that committing violence is good, someone will probably commit violence to you because they should do that. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing of, like, if if you fucking treat someone like shit for something they literally can't control, 
and isn't harming anyone, then yeah, maybe go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. We can agree look, on that. Look, people can do what they want as long it is legal and doesn't hurt anybody else. I mean, I smoke a lot of And the legal part legal. is sometimes iffy. Legal as in, like, the laws that make sense. <laughs> okay, legal asterisks mostly doesn't hurt anybody else. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> other than maybe yourself. No, self-harm's bad. Don't do that. Yes. Mm, I mean, I don't think it should be against the law, but it's not, like, good. That's about where I'm at. It's like it's not great. But also, having it be a punishable offense is not a good idea. Well, I didn't I didn't say it should be a punishable offense. I wasn't assuming that. I'm just there are governments that have attempted to do that in the past. Alright, look. Trans rights are people rights. Moving on. Right. Yes. It's okay. It's so, still June. Even if it isn't June, I would say oh, the yeah. same thing. We are still in Pride Month. Because it's a yearly thing. Because it matters. Because humans and shit. I don't know. Fucking. My podcast, I'll make hot political takes that everybody should have regardless. <laughs> I mean, it's the correct political take. Yeah. I don't know. This this as we're getting to the end of this show, it's getting much more into a fucking what does actually mean to be a good human being? And it's like, hmm. That allows for a lot of discussion. Yeah. The Man, what happened to just like Gachaman being like fight monster in suit in Tokusatsu suit? <laughs> Well, that's that's we got to go back and watch I mean, the live action one for that, man. Yeah, I think they actually like they had another version of the franchise out around the same time where they did that. That's just not what Crowds is. I feel like you you snuck this in. You you lured me in with Tokusatsu visuals, and then you're like, actually, actually, this is a show it, that's going to require deep thinking and has a statement to make. Actually, That's true. I I did do that. Yeah. Have you ever considered the true nature of a man? <laughs> what is a man? Miserable little pile of secrets. You know, <laughs> this is just supposed to be about karate bug men punching punching Nazis, and now we're here. I mean, did you see? Like the Gutchman forms are so cool. They've got like they're cool CG. I love them. They're awesome. I can't remember the last time I've seen one. <laughs> <laughs> like last episode this episode even oh yeah they do use them in this episode don't they admittedly it's just to like impress kids but yeah, they do yeah. use them mm, you skirt you are technically correct the but best you, kind of correct but you are missing <laughs> the, the bigger point I was making and Suguru uses his abilities to stand on walls I know which kids love kids love standing on walls yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So uh, the con- the Gotcha Man conference runs for a lot of the episode, and most of it is like intercut with these news stories of like the Neo One Hundred attacks, and they're like kind of having this uh, you know conference where they're kind of telling everyone just about what the situation is, what they're going to try to do to solve it, and the uh, yeah the- at the end, Pi Pi's like uh, the planet is under the Gotcha Man's protection, and we're going to 
you know, stop everyone who's trying to destroy society and stuff. There's a number of things here. I want to back up and just, like, point, point, bullet point by bullet point some stuff that happens in this episode. Because I feel like we haven't brought it up at all as okay. per normal in this podcast. I mean, that's fine. It's hard to hit everything. We do tend um, to ramble. I, I just wanted to hit the main points because there is some, some stuff there. Um, because I'm collecting my thoughts. That's what this pause is for right now. That's Give me a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because, because basically this whole thing is like a setup where kind of bird cats is using the Neo hundred, which in turns is using the darkness of people's heart, which is kind of their thing to then do this violent terrorist act to try to change society, which culminates in going to get the prime minister. Well, then the gotcha men being the opposite of the blackness and people's hearts have their own press conference that they have where they are trying to reassure the people and explain who they are, what they're trying to do and etc. Rory's also on there and explains like the things about the hundred, how you go into a coma how, you know, they apologize for the things and, you know, what, like, their thing was. And then... Yeah, well, Rui also basically explains, like, they're the person running Galax and they're the ones who gave people the 100 power. So, yeah, they're totally open about that. And there's also, like, a part where, you know, people should learn to, to turn off social media and that um people <laughs> say vile things when they're allowed to be anonymous. Yep. The, the fucking solution of Hajime being the very obvious thing of dude you don't just turn it off please turn your phone off you don't you don't i know you think you need it and you've used it every day you don't just just turn it off yeah hajime is like it is sometimes extremely important to communicate with people but sometimes it is also extremely important to not read the comments you you don't have to engage with social media (laughs) in fact you shouldn't engage with social media i mean that, that's more of a personal thing. I do yeah, no, agree that, with that statement, but... That is that is definitely my own personal thing of, like, no, social media is a disease and needs to be gotten rid of. <laughs> the, 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 the way it is right now is inherently harmful to human society, and it yeah, needs to be fixed. I agree with that statement. Mm, quite possibly. There's... I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's, like, it's a radically... It's just a, the way it affects human social systems is just just radical compared to like most things that humans have experienced throughout our history and like we've only been dealing with that for a couple years we're gonna need a long time to figure it out only even about like the, the prevalence of cell phones is only a thing that's like two decades old there's a lot of nuance in this very untested medium and where society has evolved to with technology. Yeah, yeah but but Hajime is like she's she's traditionally got her like you know perspective, her like correct perspective of use it for its advantages and disengage with it when you can't get those advantages. Right. Because it is not it is not the end all be all. Right. Which actually it makes me think of when when there was the stuff on twitter of uh let's say some some high profile people in america getting banned 
and getting their <laughs> getting their uh, accounts disabled. There was a lar- a large out. There was a. I found it very interesting that there was a large outcry of like, well, how are we supposed to get information now? You're cutting off our only source of information. And I sit there and I go, it's very interesting. Like you really are so addicted to this thing that you can't imagine living without it. I mean, yeah, I mean, in this specific example, it really just kind of, highlighted the fact that people were using it as like a dopamine drip into fueling their emotions the emotional stream that they got from that person constantly rather than it needing actually providing any information at all well it was it was also there was that argue it was an argument of going on of like hey maybe we should make twitter a public service which so, is like not a bad idea yeah it's not that a bad that sounds idea. awful it is it, it sounds I mean, like not a bad idea. Phones are a public service. So. Well, it's just a government-controlled media thing like that. It's like, oh, that feels a bit not great. I don't know. I mean, I feel like everything... there's a lot that I would want to unpack about that before I make a stance on that. But my immediate stance is, no, that sounds awful. The problem with government-controlled versus private-controlled is, like, those are both intensely exploitable things based on like who has power in a specific situation sometimes you want power to be out of the hands of the government sometimes it's better if it is in the hands of the government because then private actors can't abuse it and like there's no one answer to that question it's also the reason why regulation is a very important thing yeah yeah, that's true. That's a uh, uh, yeah. Other countries have regulations. That's man. Nice. Sure would be I nice if America had fucking regulations. Uh-huh. Also, in this episode of an anime we watched, oh, there's a part where where um, yeah, JJ calls everybody there, and he talks about like the the evil heart going to the festival, which that now probably refers to bird cats. Um, so that's a thing. But the more like meaningful point at the end is where Sugane finally gets it and then goes to JJ and is like, Hey, um, your riddles are dumb. We're gonna, we're gonna protect the world now without you telling us to do so. Yeah. And everybody's like, like, good job for getting it. We, we appreciate your weird prophecies, but also we're going to have to like do things while we're waiting on that to make sense. Which was probably the point the entire time was that the point of JJ having agents was for, the agents to act of their own accord to what they think is correct with just minimal guidance from the higher power. Yeah. I mean, otherwise JJ would just do it, presumably. Yeah. So, So, yeah, Sugane finally got it. Also, Joe's depressed. Yeah, Joe's super depressed and just spends the whole episode being like, yeah, sure, if it works out, great, but I don't expect it to. After after uh, getting his ass beat that hard and then I guess having his heart ripped out his back is, is, is make me a little yeah. depressed too. I mean, yeah, J- Joe is relatable. <laughs> his problem is he is an adult, which is a thing that I have also experienced and is awful. Yeah, that's the fucking thing. It's, that's the big problem, is being an adult. Man, it fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There is a bunch of like scrolling, like uh, scrolling comments during the bits where they're broadcasting on the internet, 
that's like a that's a feature on Nico Nico Doga, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah. It's as viewers make comments, it just scrolls on yeah. the screen, which I fucking. I don't understand how people can deal with that. That seems, seems like so... an extremely bad idea, but you see it in anime all the time, and yeah, it's like it, a big part of their web culture. It it feels so like I'm not there to look at these fucking comments. I'm here to watch the video. Get that shit off screen. <laughs> a lot of but a lot of them are extremely mean or just stupid. So so thus extremely accurate to real life. Yeah, very accurate to real life. Yeah, comments. like you sit you go and watch any Twitch chat for a moderately large streamer that's or got don't. Out. I recommend you don't do that, actually. Well, no. You, you can just look at it. You don't have to participate. You can just look. This is I the mean... vile trash that comes out of it. Remember that time they ran the joy of painting and everyone had to be nice? That was good. That was I liked good. that. Oh, okay, Evan, I assume the bit you were talking about was how, uh, like, one of the last scenes in the episode is kind of bird cats jumping around uh, Rui's apartment, talking to X... Uh, and there's a bit in here where X is, seems like they're starting to not believe that Birdcats is Rui anymore. <laughs> it's like, your biometric data says you're Rui, but you're acting really fucking weird. What's going on? And yeah, oh, yeah no, X was... seems wrong. So X just becomes, like, sentient by the end of this first season, right? That's that's what happens? I'm, yeah, it's already pretty far on that direction. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Birdcats is like, I don't really have to worry about the gotcha men. They're just on a... They're, they're just cage oh, yeah. birds. They can't do anything without JJ. Yeah, they, and then... that is exactly what I was talking about. They're chain birds without JJ, and then the immediate... They're, they're chain birds of JJ, and then the immediate next scene is, Yo, JJ, fuck them chains! <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bit that Garrett was talking about of Sugane being like, hey, we we need to take action. We can't wait for yeah. your prophecies to make sense. And everyone's like, oh, let's hug Sugane. He's finally grown up a little bit. I, I do like that Sugane was initially like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you touching me? <laughs> it is very in line with his thing of like, no, stoic Bushido. <laughs> he he did affection. it. He figured he things out. He has a surprising number of cute scenes in the first season. Sugane is... He is very cute. Yeah. Like, I am I am very here for this honor boy that slowly learns to be human. <laughs> I actually do really... I, I think his design is nice. Like, the, the blonde hair and, like, uh, they draw his eyes really big. I think it look, does look pretty cute. But. Yeah, I mean, really, if you told me I would feel this way about any of these characters by the end of the show from just first looking at them and seeing them, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> well, hey. That's good, then. So I, I, I'm definitely kind of just sitting here going, man, I wonder when... When's the tragedy gonna happen, my man? <laughs> I can't wait until OD transforms and destroys Earth. I, I, uh, yep, second season is on a different planet. I, I definitely not. feel like it's instead of OD destroying Earth, what if OD's it just was... gonna die. What if instead, it's probably just like he, the power of friendship makes him figure out how to not destroy the planet. Well, that'd be neat. <laughs> if What's gonna happen, if the simplified version is Odie's going to be like, my power, it, it does nothing but destroys the entire planet. And Hajime's just going to be like, well, why don't you just don't do that? And then Odie will be like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> Maybe just don't. Yeah. Have you considered not doing that? Oh, shit, you're right. Could just not do it. I'm planting my stake now. That's going to happen. I hope that's what happens. That would be genuinely kind of funny. 
but yeah, that's uh, the the bit where they all hug Sugana is kind of the close of the episode, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we basically, I mean, we talked about a lot of other stuff, but yeah, we basically covered what happened in that episode. <laughs> Remember when, like, Kajme had, like, scissor shurikens? That was cool. I, I She's going to use I, the scissor shurikens man, I love, before the end of the show. Remember I when she had, it. like, a giant scissor, like, in Kill a Kill? I assume. I've never actually watched Kill a Kill, but I, I mean, assume that that's a thing. Whoa, 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 Garrett, you've never seen Kill a Kill? Yeah. How have we... Garrett, Kill a Kill is, like, such a good show. It's alright. It seems fine. I really, like, I really, really like that show. Like, I'm a big, I'm a big Imaishi guy, but, like, I think that's, like, his best show. Like, like I watched, like, Gurren Lagann. I feel like I've, I've seen the points. It's super good, man. You should check it out sometime. As the editor, I can splice my hot takes in wherever I want, and you do not in any way have to watch Kill the Kill. It's not that interesting. Watch Sukebandeka, the show it's ripping off wholesale, except making way more um, illicit. It's it's a J-drama from the 80s. Spawned a whole genre. It's quite good. There's a Kenny Lauderdale video about it, and if you don't watch Kenny Lauderdale, uh, they do some fantastic dives down the anime rabbit hole. Check them out. You're not wrong. It's like if, if you've seen Gurren Lagann, you, you, you kind of don't need to watch Kill a Kill, unless you want to. I, okay, we don't have time for my Kill a Kill thesis, because <laughs> okay. we were already running, like, way over. Well, I mean, you gotta remember, we had almost 30 minutes of us <laughs> just chatting before we started talking. That's true. Because I'm, I'm definitely, like, Kill a Kill is Gurren Lagan plus a much stronger consideration to, like, people's real experiences in society. I think it's, like, a more thoroughly thought out show but yeah but but like i really like it the premise is built on more fan service and i'm like i don't know if i want to watch 26 episodes of fan service yeah like i mean i i understand you know i i find i fully sit with the thing of kill the kill like yeah no i i get what you're going for and i understand that you're going you put something out of like look at this isn't this whole thing about clothing and fan service is like isn't that weird and dumb and bad and i'm like yes I mean, it's not it's not really about how fan service is bad no no it's not i you're mean right. a lot of the a lot of the nudity is like comical you're, more you're than correct anything. it is it is more portraying like stop sexualizing nudity so much it's just normal like there's a lot of it being both comedic and grotesque and sexy and like just that being a thing that can happen it's yes. part, of, part of what makes Kakegurui work really well, too, of, like, sexiness and, like, intensity, like, to, a, like, a grotesque level at the same time. And those are things that go hand in hand. I don't know, it's like... Anime was a mistake. They should just have everything take place in college instead. <laughs> that would be fucking terrible. I mean, better than high school, but it'd be fucking terrible. And, like, in Kill a Kill, like... Wearing sexy clothes literally gives you superpowers. Like, that is actually the premise of the show. So, like, yeah. Such a silly premise. But what if they just did it, but not in a high school? Oh, well, I mean, the, the high school's more of, like, a military organization anyway. But, yeah. It is very strange that the high school is just a military organization. Like, Apparently, this has a lot to do with the fact that the word fashion and the word fascism are phonetically almost identical in Japanese. I would not be surprised. 
And, like, I'm not trying to be a prude, but just, like, I feel like when you're trying to make it your thesis, maybe maybe don't do that. Uh, I, I think it... Well, also, okay, point one, I don't have a problem with things being super horny if it's still good. Point two, I do think it would weaken the thesis if they didn't actually use that. <laughs> well, I... Just more like... What am I trying to say? I'm not I'm not anti-horny over here. That's not what I'm trying to imply. It sounds like you're saying that it's hard to appreciate socially might be what you're trying to say, which is I wouldn't disagree with. Maybe I guess I'm maybe saying that. I guess I'm trying to like lead into mainstream where like if there's like a show that's like trying to make an important theme and it's good, maybe don't surround it with elements that a large number of people might find problematic where you could kind or of just tweak inaccessible. that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. Like, you're right about that. But, like, not every not every piece of art has to be accessible. Like, they can be, and that's good. But, like, not everything has to be accessible. I guess that's fair. Like, uh, like they did a lot of the same stuff in Promare, too. Promare's super good. God, I fucking love Promare. It was good for movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I I understand, like, that harem shows do that, and that's fine. But, like, if you're going to try to, like, do something else, like, don't be a harem show. <laughs> okay, well, we should probably close this one out. We're going to give Sybil, like, way too much editing work if we keep talking. Yeah. Like, I don't know if what I said makes sense. I, I don't even know what I'm thinking anymore. That prop I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it more next time. Give us a reason to get back together in a week. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to talk about Karate Buckman punching dudes. Okay, well we'll hit that too. This is a podcast that our amazingly wonderful editor has made listenable for you. <laughs> or um, maybe that... they haven't. <laughs> I don't know. No, I haven't no. heard it yet. I, I I believe in them. I have faith in them. They are a good editor and friend and a third thing. I have I, a reasonable degree of confidence that Sybil will make this pretty listable. I concur. Yeah. Sounds like something she'd do. Um, and you, you are hearing this located on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com where there are possibly links to a bunch of things like podcatchers and twitters and other stuff like that you can go there and click those if you'd like but you also don't have to it's fine yeah free will's the thing <laughs> put this out for fun yeah that's true yeah. yeah okay well uh yeah have a good night don't destroy any societies before we talk to you again just because you have a destructive impulse doesn't mean you gotta listen to it I mean, you can destroy a society, but, like, don't do not do it, like, the way they're doing it in the show. That's the, the incorrect way to do it. Please only pick bad targets if you're going to do that. Also, like, maybe, like, less destroy, more, more reform. You should maybe look towards that direction. <laughs> yeah, probably a better idea. Okay, now uh. we're just talking about Gotcha Man crowds again.
Okay, I'm hitting stop. I'm also good night, everybody. Stop. Oh wait, this has been a passing through podcast. Remember that. I, I did it. I remembered the line. I'm gonna click stop now. <laughs>